0: This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Our live team coverage of U Decide 2023 continues with WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney from the Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute. And we just heard from Daniel Davis, who finished some 14 points behind Donna Deegan, and uh, talked about the $4 million that he said was spent in uh, disparaging his name by uh, the Republican opponents, namely Leanna Cumber and political action committees. So he certainly seems focused on, um, you know, the, the challenge that lies ahead. Do you see it as he does as well, that there's a clear contrast in experience and styles, and will that be the main theme of this next seven-plus weeks?
1: Well, you know, Rich, in every election, there's going to be a battle over who defines the issue, and whoever defines that issue is likely to be successful. And, and as you heard from Daniel Davis, he was talking about public safety. Last night, in his comments uh, on television, he talked about a contrast between liberal and conservative, and I think you can see, you're going to listen to these campaigns as they begin to define themselves. On the Don Deegan side, she's going to have to raise some money this time. She doesn't have the luxury in this runoff to, to not raise the, more money because in the first election she did have that luxury of, not having, of relying on name ID. But I think she'll probably define it in a different way, and that could be status quo versus change. It could be whatever she chooses. But there will be one of the things to keep an eye on is how do these campaigns define themselves and how do they define their opponents.
0: There are obviously weighty issues, and part of our team last night on the air included Michael Binder with the University of North Florida Public Opinion Research Lab, and they've been doing a lot of research and, and polling about the issues that matter. Obviously, crime comes up over and over and over again. Who can ultimately win that, and how do they win it? For example, I think of Davis, and he got the support of Sheriff T.K. Waters. I would assume he's going to get it again this time around before the May. Uh, but how do you then penetrate beyond the endorsement with a message that can win on such a huge issue in our community?
1: Well, I think there, come July 1st, there are a number of issues that the mayor will be confronting, it will be addressing, really significant challenges, really significant opportunities, and that's why your question was so important about having the candidates at forums and debates and opening answer questions. For example... Come July 1, there's a potential billion-dollar deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe the largest public-private partnership in the history of our city. You're also seeing, by the way, below the radar screen right now, some legislation working through the legislature that could dramatically affect the JEA and its contribution to the city. Great issues relating to downtown infrastructure, serving uh, um, underserved under, uh, communities, and, of course, public safety. There is no doubt that the sheriff's endorsement was a huge boost for Daniel Davis. That gave him uh, that law enforcement credibility, and that was a huge endorsement. But in the campaign ahead, look for them to contrast themselves in a number of different ways. This is going to be a very hard-fought election, and if history is any guide, it will be close. Keep this in mind. Since 1995, which was the first year of our unitary elections, and that means Republicans and Democrats voting together, we've had seven elections. And in those seven elections, only one has been a Democrat, and that has been Alvin Brown in 2011. So despite the fact that Donna Deegan has a 14-point lead, on the Republican side, it was more fractured, with 16% for Al Ferraro, another 8% for Leanna Cumber. If Daniel Davis can consolidate that vote, this is a dead heat. So it's a whole new ball game as we look to the next seven weeks. I expect it to be very competitive, very hard fought. Each of these campaigns needs to raise money. Each of these campaigns needs to define themselves or their opponent. And particularly for Donna Deegan, she needs to work to have turnout because there is potential in Duval County, as you saw in 2011, a Democrat can win in Duval County. It's been trending blue in some recent statewide and national elections. But for on her side, it's, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. She needs to raise money, and she needs that turnout.
0: You know, I think back to 2011, and you were a candidate in the first round of that uh, unitary election, and so you got to size up an Alvin Brown Can she, can Donna Deegan look to Alvin Brown as, and what can she draw on for success for her? It really seemed as though enthusiasm against Mike Hogan, who's now the Duval Supervisor of Elections, was one of the main things that put him over the top.
1: Certainly, you need to have a get out the vote effort. And certainly, what Alvin Brown did well is he turned out his votes. And Mm. sometimes people didn't think he was as high profile in his campaign, but at the grassroots level and with different constituents, he turned them out. One of the challenges on the Democratic side is to turn out that vote. What we saw yesterday was that going into Election Day, as we've seen in recent years, the Democrats actually had a lead of four or 5,000 votes going into Election Day. But on Election Day, Republicans turned out in larger numbers, giving a Republican advantage overall. If that happens again in May, that is advantage Daniel Davis. For Donna Deegan, she needs to get out the vote. That's going to be one of the keys if she wants to be successful come May 16th.
0: I know uh, the guy on the other end of this uh, conversation, my poor friend Scotty's rolling his eyes saying, We're running late, but I have one more question for you, Rick, and it really has to do with the amount of money that came into the race and specifically with Leanna Cumber and to see uh, where she finished. And I think the figure was like $300 plus per vote. What does that teach future candidates about money and name recognition and running a local election? Is there a lesson to be learned? <laughs>
1: well, I, I don't. I think you should be careful not to l- learn the wrong lesson. If you're, if the lesson you learn is money doesn't matter, that's the wrong lesson because money does matter. It matters in getting your message out, and defining yourself, and defining your opponent. But another lesson is it depends on how you do spend your money, and you have to be strategic. In Leanna Cumber's case, she was defined early by the Davis campaign. She also had a, a, a big stumble when it came to the JEA issue and the non-disclosure issue regarding potentially her husband's involvement in talking to a potential bidder. But I also think her negative campaigns missed the mark and may have gone a bit too far. So I think you have to learn the right lessons. Be careful you don't learn the wrong lesson. If you walk away from this thinking money doesn't matter, I think it's the wrong lesson. But if you also believe that money is all that matters, that's the wrong lesson, too. You need mm-hmm. to ra- raise the money, but you have to be strategic in how you spend it.
0: WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute. Always value your insight and friendship, man. Thanks.